clients will disproportionately appreciate the things that you didn't have to do. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Stay Hungry podcast. Today I've got Ashley Livingstone and we're talking about how you can show genuine gratitude every day. Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. So who are you and how have you found yourself on our podcast across the pond? That's such a great question. So I'm Ashley. Um, I am a leadership coach and a true believer in developing authentic relationships and connection with people in business. I believe it's possible. And I'm just, I'm on a mission to share my story and help inspire people to go a little bit further with their gratitude and how they build connections. So that's how I ended up here. I've got a little crib sheet in front of me. It says chief engagement officer, podcast host, teams with edge, which I love. And I think we should probably explain in, in a sec and hypnotherapist. That's, that's a strange combination compared to what we used to. Yeah. I, I think I'm your classic entrepreneur who likes to do a lot of things and I only do things I truly believe in. So if that makes sense. So the podcasting, I love it. Um, I have a podcast called, as you mentioned, Teams with Edge. And that is really for like the enthusiastic leader who knows that they can, they can develop a connected team. They can lead with intention. And EDGE stands for engagement, development, gratitude, and experiences. And those are my four pillars for really shaping leadership and how you can engage with your teams, but also your clients and your community. So that's typically what we chat about on my podcast. I love that. And then the hypnotherapist bit? Yeah. So hypnotherapy, I've experienced it myself. And as someone who definitely did not believe in any of that kind of woo <laughs> stuff, and I, I will fully appreciate everyone's response that it is a little woo. Once I started doing hypnotherapy, that was the game changer for me in my business and in my personal life. I didn't know how much um, I was still holding on to, how many blocks that I had subconsciously, um, root beliefs that I had that were never going to let me move forward. They were always going to keep pulling me back. And it was my actual version of being stuck. And once I realized what they were and how to reshape them, now I can just move forward with ease. And that's what I want for other people. I love that. I like a little bit of woo as well. I'm, I'm, I'm a little okay. bit of woo. Yeah. I, I, I was like uh, this really kind of straight businessy kind of. Um, logical guy and then woo things kept happening to me and um yeah it's it's an experience one of which was being hypnotized so yeah so you you get it you you understand the power and it's not scary i think that that's one of the biggest um stories that i used to tell myself was that it was mind control or i was going to be taken over and it really isn't it is just actually a really amazing form of guided meditation more and yeah and so I find so much more freedom in doing the hypnotherapy and with my clients 
combining it with leadership coaching, as soon as they keep hitting that same block over and over again, I'm like, it's time. It's time to do the woo. <laughs> I like. I mean, it's not even that that woo, that is it? Woo. It's proven. Yeah, it, yeah I, I, I always sort of have this discussion with people that it's woo stuff that we can't explain because we can explain hypnotherapy, but then it's quite interesting when stuff starts happening that you can't explain. So yeah, it's, I feel like we could have a whole other conversation about that. Yeah. It's like for another (laughs) podcast for sure. So the gratitude thing. Now we talk about gratitude a lot on this podcast. Uh, We wrote about it in our book and in that time it's become very fashionable for want of a better phrase. And you know, everybody thinks that they're getting up and doing their affirmations now. Some people are journaling. Some people are um, saying that they're practicing gratitude. But I suspect that's not quite what you mean. That's not what I mean, no. I I appreciate um, people's effort. I say this with, like, hesitation. I see that often as box checking, right? We're going, oh, yep said my gratitude, I'm good. But we're not embodying it. And I think a lot of that comes with again, it being that buzzword. And the way that I like to see gratitude is it's something we we do practice every day, and we follow through on. Right? It's all of these things where you can listen to this podcast, or you can read a book about gratitude. But if you don't do anything, that's in alignment with that, you're not actually practicing gratitude. And, and I see so many businesses and, and really why this stood out to me during COVID. So I'm in Canada. We had, we had lots of lockdowns and there was lots of all the bad things. Anyway, from COVID, businesses use that as a really great excuse to no longer connect with people, to not connect with their teams, to not connect with their community or their clients. They still needed all of those people. They still needed the clients to keep their business going. They still needed the team to do the work. But they they used the not being able to do things in person, the not go out for lunch as a reason why not to do gratitude. And this just slipped off the side of people's desks. And now we've all been left with this feeling of very much feeling unappreciated and unseen and unvalued. And we're seeing the effects on that now as people leave their jobs, as clients go and find other places to spend their money. And leaders and businesses are thinking, oh, it's because they have lower costs or they offered them something special. No, they just no longer have a relationship with you. You didn't invest in appreciation and gratitude to nurture and and build up that relationship. Yeah, and I think that's for entrepreneurs and you know the listeners to our podcast, very often small business owners, your mindset can be very transactional. So you do a good job for someone and therefore think they should be showing gratitude and actually the successful business is the one that's grateful for being allowed to do the job in the first place yes absolutely they chose you right they chose you to spend their money with and 
most of my clients are also small business owners, solopreneurs. And even when you're small, I say that with air quotes, you still have the ability or it should be part of your larger business strategy. I see gratitude as part of business strategy. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. Like the whole, like, uh, for us, if we run a marketing campaign for someone and they have record sales, we send them a gift and say, thank you for letting us be part of your record month. You know, I, I use this because, you know, I had a big giant renovation done in my home. It's a lot of money. <laughs> and I didn't even get a thank you card from the people that we hired to do this job. They were in my home every day and and nothing. And and that stands out to me. It really, really stands out to me. And and maybe part of it, I I have experience working in charities and not for profits. And the one thing that most charitable organizations do really well is donor stewardship. So this is this donor love. And every time someone gives $10 or million dollars, there's a strategy around that giving level. And when you get a thank you note from someone on the board or the CEO, or you get invited to a special event, you feel part of that group. You feel loyalty. It starts to, you want to tell your friends you've been invited. You start to spread the word. And the for-profit businesses seem to not do this at all. And it, and it's such a, I think it's an easy strategy that we don't invest enough time focusing on. And it's like, it did exist before, like maybe even, maybe it was fading even before COVID. But I remember when I first came into work and I worked in, in the agency environment and you took clients for lunches or you played golf with them or you took them drinking. That was kind of a big thing. Um, and or track days all these kind of things and it's been kind of spoiled by people saying well you're kind of you're buying your customers and so you it's flipping that on its head and saying no i'm grateful for my customers yes yeah absolutely and think about you know when you went out golfing and i'm not a big golfer but i <laughs> no, me neither <laughs> But that said, let's just use golf as an example. When else do you have four hours, five hours, one-on-one -on -one with one of your clients where you're not actually doing work, where you get to find out what their um, tolerance level is for making a mistake, when you get to see how they celebrate a great shot, how you get to see how they engage with other people. This is, and vice versa, they get to see that for you. This is building a relationship. This is actually seeing people so that the next time you need to talk to them about something, you pop a joke in there about, hey, need a mulligan? <laughs> you can have a joke about it because now you have a shared experience. And 
you're getting to know people and it doesn't have to be golf. It could be going to the track. It could be going out for lunch. It could be doing something that you know they love. Maybe it's scotch tasting. Maybe like who knows what it is. But that's the whole point is getting to figure out what makes other people tick. And on the flip side too, they get to know you too. And that's where relationships, loyalty build from. Yeah. I mean, something I said to the team, and I've stolen it from somewhere, but I can't remember where, that um, clients will disproportionately appreciate the things that you didn't have to do. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. That's such a great quote. Yeah. And I think it's dramatic when you do those things. So some, something that we do that if our clients are listening, most of them will have experienced this is for no reason we'll send them a box of brownies um like really nice brownies not some moldy ones from the bakery by us uh and shout out to the bakery by you yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not even sure there is one so we're all good but yeah that kind of and it, it is gratitude that is the reason we do it but there's a real joy in gratitude as well yeah it feels good making other people feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And when, so I have a few businesses that I absolutely love around me and I tell everyone about them. Mm. I'm like, Hey, meet me there. I actually, so I have a brewery that I absolutely love around me. And sometimes I strategically plan a few meetings (laughs) there in a row And I get my clients and business partners get to come and experience this place. It's great for the business because I'm constantly bringing new people in and they love having me there. Um, We have a very love-love relationship. And, And then when I get to see that people I've brought there for the first time going back on their own, that feels great. But there are a lot of places as well that I definitely don't recommend because I have never felt the love or appreciation. Yeah, I get that. I get that. One of my mentors said to me a long time ago, the best thing you can do when working with someone, so a hotel, a bakery, whatever it might be, is is learn the person who's looking after you's name because gratitude doesn't uh, doesn't show unless you give it a name. And so he would be brilliant. So let's say We'd, we'd go to um, like a mastermind and the host at the mastermind, the girl who's bringing the drinks, sorting out the teas and coffees is called Claire. He'd make sure he knows her name. And every time he addressed us the other day, thanks, Claire, you've been a legend. Thank you so much, Claire. And he'd just keep doing it. And the amount of free stuff this guy got just by being a good person was unbelievable. It's amazing what manners will do. Yeah. But it's so simple, right? It is. And, you know, um, we we rent a hotel to do our monthly event, and I use this technique on the reception on, at the hotel. And now when I get there, they know me. And so the day is so much easier because they've already done everything that they know I like. Yeah, exactly. And I think that this is one of the misconceptions, too, about gratitude or client appreciation or team appreciation, whatever kind of form you use it in. is what I often hear is it's too too expensive and too much time. These are the common excuses I get from people about why they don't do it. 
And, you know, what you've just said here, getting to know someone's name, that didn't cost any money. And it took, what, 30 seconds? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And literally, oh, sorry, what was your name? Oh, it's Sam. Sam, thanks. You've been really helpful today. The difference is huge. It's it's crazy. I think people underestimate something you just said, that it's either expensive or it takes too much time. Well, pretty much everything worth having in life is one of those two things. It either takes time or it's expensive. And then the other side of it is I meet clients all the time who are having a low day or a low week or a low month. And I'm sat there quietly thinking, you've got so much to be grateful for. And if only you could see it. So when That's you're... where the hypnotherapy comes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I was just about <laughs> to say, when you're talking to an entrepreneur who's, you know, their, their list of positives is way longer than their list of negatives, but all they can see is the list of negatives. What happens then? Yeah. So I, one strategy that I I love for people, and again, this is free and it doesn't take much time is celebrating wins. And we can do this on our own, or you can do it as a team, but every day, just recognizing what was one win, one win. Maybe it's, I got to get outside today and the sun is shining. Maybe that's your win for today. Or maybe it's, I got to do this awesome podcast. And, but just thinking, purposefully thinking about what is your win and celebrating that. Not just going, okay, I said my win, now I'm on to the next thing. Just sit with it and celebrate it because all of those small wins are part of your larger progress, right? We're so outcome focused where we're looking for the, you know, million dollar sale. We're looking for this big vision, but we forget that we have a ton of little baby steps along the way. And we get so focused on where are we in that vision that we don't even celebrate the successes along the way. It's like running a marathon, right? You got to celebrate that first kilometer. Sorry, do you do kilometers? Yeah, no, no. We (laughs) We have like some kind of weird mix of everything here so we know both yeah so and i also think it's really helpful as a leader who's leading a team even if it's a small team right your energy of constantly focusing on the negatives that that trickles out to your team so i also love like every friday as a team to sit down and say what's your win and not me telling you what i think your win is you saying my win is this. And as a leader, it really gives you amazing insight on your team and what they consider a win. Like, oh, maybe their win is they had a great sales call or they got to, you know, experience something amazing for the first time in work. And maybe they have a few of those in a row. And then all of a sudden, you have a couple of weeks where they're like, my win is I didn't call in sick at all this week. Or my win is I got out of bed. You as a leader now going, huh, something shifted. Now I know my team and I know, you know, a month ago you were celebrating these amazing work-related wins. And now you're talking about barely even being able to get to work. What happened? What do I need to pay attention to? It's like a big giant red flag (laughs) being waved for you to see. But if you don't have these conversations and spend that time, 
you know, really trying to get people to focus on the positives, you're going to miss it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like um, mindfulness for businesses. It's that whole, like, take a breath. Um, like you say, everybody's so results-focused, they forget to enjoy the journey. But newsflash, and we've got some very successful clients, when you get the result you expected, it's never as good as you think it's going to be. So you better make sure you enjoy the journey on the way. Yeah. And, and I think there's always the next level too. When we think that we're stopping, when we hit our big vision, again, newsflash, your vision continues to evolve and change. And if it doesn't, I'm more worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then if, if it continues to evolve, you know, we want that constant growth. We want that constant evolution for ourselves. And often I think people are so stuck in busy and stressed and overwhelmed that they can't imagine an evolving vision. Sure. And I think that's, I mean, for my own journey. So I uh, started in business and I wanted to make a living. Tick that off. Right. Okay. Now I want to build a business that sort of gives back tick that off. Okay, now I want to employ multiple people, tick that off. Now I want to be a seven-figure business, tick that off. And it just keeps going and it keeps going. And and you need that level of purpose to to enjoy the journey. But something I noticed with a lot of business owners, particularly the ones that struggle with things like gratitude, is they're stuck in a grind rather than a vision. Um, and some of them will get there because they're tenacious and whatever they but then they just don't enjoy it at all yeah yeah and i think that i guess for a lot of leaders as well and business owners what i struggle to see when i work with them is the folks who are tenacious and they're like that's fine i'll just work harder that's all right i can put in more hours i don't need to sleep i don't need to see my family this is this is what business is and when you do that, and then your team starts to leave, and now you're taking on more of their work, and things go a little haywire, and you have to do some extra stuff to, to make up for that blip in the road, slowly but surely, resentment towards your business starts to grow. Resentment towards your team, maybe even resentment towards your clients, resentment towards everything starts to grow. And yes, in yourself, and it just, it affects everything. So when you think that that's okay, I can just push harder. And this is growing inside of you, it is an energy that is rubbing off on everyone around you. And you're actually going to be sabotaging yourself quicker. And then working harder because you're pushing everyone away with your resentment. Yeah. We call those people the fun sponge because they soak up everybody else's fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and when you can, I know it sounds counterintuitive for people, but when you can really slow down to move through life more purposefully and gratitude being one of those key areas of focus, you start to attract more of that into your life. People, your team wants to stay because they feel valued by you. 
your clients want to stay because they believe in you. And that resentment doesn't grow because you're, you're in gratitude. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. And I love that kind of like flow energy. So I guess I'd describe it as grind energy and flow energy. Now, when I'm in flow energy, I can do five hours work of really productive work. When I'm in grind energy, I'll probably do the same amount of work in about 16 hours. Now, don't get me wrong. When you're in that energy, you go home thinking, oh, I've done a great day's work today. I've really worked hard. Um, but when you step back and you see the consequence of that, it, it wasn't worth it. And I think for a lot of people, they don't know that they're in it. I think that that's one of the the challenges is that a lot of leaders don't necessarily know that this is how they're approaching things. And and that's where, you know, if someone has that magic solution of being able to tell a leader, like whisper in their ear, it's you know, <laughs> without them getting really upset, I'd love it. But that's the that's going to be the biggest change for people is when they can say, I think I might be the problem and that's okay because if I know I'm the problem, I can be part of the solution. Yeah, hugely, hugely. And it doesn't take much because every leader in a business has been there. It's not, it's not, um, you're not odd or it's like, you know, we've all been the fun sponge. It's, it, but it's okay to change. It's okay to say, actually, I'm going to do a little bit less is how you probably say it to yourself in, when you're in that state. And then I'm going to open up to the possibilities that this will bring. And it's ridiculous how different life becomes when you do. Yeah. Yeah, I think that when you get to that point, and I know for a lot of people too that I deal with, a lot of it comes down to like, when am I going to fit this in? When can I carve in the time to do it? Because time constantly comes up of, I don't have it. I don't have it to give. And I would really challenge you to think about what's it costing you time and money to not, right? You're losing, potentially losing your team. So that's costing you recruitment. It's costing you actual time because now you're doing their work. It might be costing you clients. So that's direct hit to your bottom line. So what is it costing you to not do this? And ultimately, it's costing you your health. That's, that's, that's when people realize, and that's usually when it's too late, is oh, I've, I've worked hard all my life. I think I'm going to retire at 50. And they drop dead at 51. And it's it, that whole like, not understanding that kind of what you put out is what you get back and i don't even mean that in a woo sense i just mean it in the if you're polite to people generally people are polite back to you if you're grateful to people generally people are grateful back to you if you invite people to things guess what people invite you to things it's that's how it works you know those people who are like the kid at school who doesn't get invited to the birthday parties and then it's like, oh, have you ever shared your lunch with the other kids? No. Well, surprise. Yeah. Are you kind to Jimmy? Um, yeah, I think I think that's such an important piece to it as well is, you know, 
And if it doesn't come naturally to you, and I'll say this, I, I had to teach myself how to show gratitude to my team because I was busy, but I knew it was important. And I also knew that when I started work, I would just probably keep going. So when I started really focusing in on gratitude and appreciation, I blocked time in my calendar three or four times a week, 15 minute chunk of time that said team gratitude. That was it. So it would pop up on my screen and I would go, yep, okay, this is what I'm doing now. And at first it felt maybe a little forced or, but it was still worth doing that habit, right? Just like when you want to start drinking more water, you have to start small. And, and it feels forced until all of a sudden your body's like, I'm craving water, right? Or, or working out. Like any habit that you want to develop, you need to start somewhere. And, and for me, that's, that's how it had to be. I had to schedule it so that eventually it became automatic. And now it's so automatic, I don't have to schedule it. I feel like you've been spying on me. So... um. I really struggle with anything not work related and and I say work in inverted commas so um so that's a great example if if somebody said to me tomorrow you need to show gratitude to your team every day I would have to put it in my diary as a work process for it to happen and for entrepreneurs like that people who have got that kind of entrepreneurial hunger they'll all be feeling this the oh, I could go to the gym but that's an hour lost at work, or I could have lunch, but that's an hour lost at work, or I could go and tell the team how good a job they're doing, but they should know because I haven't sacked any of them. And actually, when you take a step back and go, all of those things are part of how I perform at my best at work, it makes it easier for the entrepreneurial mind to deal with. So you know, I'm at the start of this journey, but I, I work out so that I'm better at work. I don't, I've had to change it. I'm not just working out to lose some weight. I'm working out so that I can deliver better at work. And therefore, if I miss a session, I've actually damaged my business. Yes, I totally resonate with that because when I move my body, I feel the energy, right? My energy level is way higher. And when I get a good night's sleep, my energy level the next day is so much higher that I can then work out, which then jacks my energy up even more, right? When I practice gratitude with my team, hearing it come back and, and them sharing what a great leader I am, I'm like, huh, that's a nice byproduct. But the other piece with gratitude that I just want to say, because I have had leaders say this to me, like, oh, well, we give them bonuses and we give them, you know, gift cards to their favorite coffee shop or whatever, and they don't even appreciate it. Don't, I would caution people on giving gratitude in order to receive something back. Give without strings attached. And especially if you are new at giving it and your team is therefore new at receiving it, they might not know what this means right? It's a new practice for both. And if you give someone a bonus, that's 
money, it might be seen as transactional, but maybe they really just wanted the day off with their kid on their kid's birthday. Maybe that would have been more meaningful to them than a bonus. And when we struggle with hitting gratitude on the mark for people, it's typically because we've never asked them, what, what makes you feel appreciated? And yeah, that might mean tailoring it a little bit. So if you said to me, I really love being told I've done a good job, then I can tailor my gratitude to you and say like, Jewel, you really killed it on that interview, right? And somebody else might say, I never want you to say anything out loud to me. <laughs> I want it in an email because I'm a private, like people respond differently. You know, some people want the shout out on social media to be like, they were amazing. And for others, that would mortify them to the point where they're thinking, I'm never doing a good job again. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say, if you're a manager, leader, business owner, you have to learn to graciously accept compliments. Yes. It's yes, a skill. It's a skill. Yeah. And I find that so, like in Britain, you just don't do that. You, you brush it off. It's, it's the law. And um, so somebody says, oh, you're looking good today. You'd be like, yeah, I had a shower and everything. That would, that would be like a typical response. And, and really, you need to learn to say, oh, thanks. It's really kind of you to notice. And, and, and actually, your, your heartfelt thanks is gratitude back for the compliment. Yeah. And when you model that in front of your team or your clients, right, now you're showing them it's safe to accept gratitude. It's also safe to receive. It's okay because I'm doing it. Oftentimes we have to model the behavior we want to see others participate in as well. Right. And, and I think that's funny. I often say people will be like, oh, your hair looks good. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I brushed it today. I, super. It's like that response. And now it's trying really hard because I, ha I have a young son and I've heard him fluff off compliments and i'm like oh dang that's me i did that and just as we would model for our children you do need to model for your team as well right we are raising leaders and we're all kids we're all kids ultimately we're all kids we all have the same emotional responses we just dress it up as something more complicated so i got two more questions for you ashley you've been you've been amazing and i ask every guest these questions um, the first one's quite serious, the second one less so. Um, what's the best mistake you've ever made? Getting married the first time. Sorry, ex-husband. Um, it was the best mistake because I got my son out of it. Wow, okay. That's, yeah. That's so, cool. That's yeah, cool. I got my son out of it, and he he's my miracle baby. I struggled with infertility for five years and had a very high risk pregnancy but he was that like tsn turning point in my life that gave me the courage to quit my job and start my own business and be the person i most desire him to be well now this is gonna feel really silly but uh what's your favorite film and why <laughs> That's a hard one. 
Mm, I love Sandra Bullock. And I think that I went through, uh, what's it called? While You Were Sleeping. Do you remember this? It's super old. I'm also super, I'm old. So Sandra Bullock, While You Were Sleeping, is about falling in love with someone you've never talked to. And then eventually realizing that's not really who you were in love with. And it's about just going after your dreams and discovering yourself. So, and I love Sandra Bullock. She's unpurposely funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She sort of ends up in a lot of films that aren't meant to be comedies and they become yeah. comedies. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. So, Ashley, thank you for being an awesome guest. What's the best way for our listeners to get in touch? Yeah. So, my website is Our Forte which might be challenging for no, your but listeners. They'll it's get fine. it. They'll get it. They'll put it. Um, and then also I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. So those are probably the best ways. I'm our forte on Instagram or ashley.livingstone. And yeah, I'm very active there and on LinkedIn as well. So I'd love to connect with anyone who wants to chat, gratitude, leadership, hypnotherapy, just doing better. Speaking of which. Thank you for being an awesome guest. Yeah, thank you for having me. You were an awesome interviewer. Thank you.